Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to Social Media in 2015. This is a six-week program, and we'll be taking a different platform each week. And since this is the first class, if we find we need to break it into two classes, we will do that because I am still thinking of things I want to add to share about Twitter, so I don't want to overwhelm anyone. I want you just to have fun with this, but actually, you know, I do want you to use it and apply and take action on the things we are going to be going over. But again, we'll make adjustments if we need to on the time frame. I didn't really ever, I don't think, say how long I expect each call to go because I didn't know if you need to jump off the call. I totally understand. Most of you are business owners, and you may have something you need to go attend to. And that is fine. You can always come back and listen to the recording. I know we have several people who are not able to be on live. They will be listening to the recording, which is the beauty of recording it. Ebook is a draft format. Again, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be adding more, and I just kept thinking of things in the middle of the night that I wanted to tell you and add, so it's not done, which if you've been with me before, you kind of know that's what I do. I, I over-deliver and try not to overwhelm, but sometimes that happens, and if that's happening, you just need to type in the chat window a question or tell me to slow down. For you that have never been on a teleclass with me, I am Janine Howard. My business is Dreamcatcher. I'm telling you about me because you can go read it on LinkedIn and everywhere on social media. But I do want to just share a little bit. I did start, you know, I kind of got the idea of Dreamcatcher when I was in the Marine Corps, and I noticed people just did not seem to know how to dream. They got out at four years, 20 years. And they looked depressed. They didn't have a plan for the future. And I just thought, that is, of course, I had a plan. And I thought, that just needs, you know, that's just really sad. And then when I was working on my master's degree, somebody said, oh, you should be a coach. You could work with people on reinventing themselves since that's what you've done. And I thought, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Well, halfway finally through my Ph.D. program, I decided to start my business. I was going to be a life coach, and the business was Dreamcatcher. It just seemed fitting. But, and that was in 2006, September 2007. I worked, at, I took a job as a therapist full time, and I just kind of honed my coaching skills. 2008, I decided to not be a therapist because I don't do well with whiny people, and decided just to focus on my business. But guess what? I, I, I learned some very important lessons. One, Dreamcatcher was the craziest name I could have picked because if you Google Dreamcatcher, you will never find me. You, I will get lost in a sea of other Dreamcatchers. People think I interpret dreams. I create Dreamcatchers, all these things. So I had to kind of rebrand as Coach Janine. But the other thing I discovered was no one wanted to pay me for life coaching. But they were willing right. to pay me 
teach them social media. They wanted to know the strategies I was using to grow my business. And I had gone to my first coaching conference. I'd worked with my first coach like in the summer, I believe, of 2008. I don't know that I'm not sure I start with a coach back in 06 when I started. But then true business type coaching on getting the nitty-gritty, not just how to set up and what you need to do to get certified as a coach, was in 2008. I worked with her. She introduced me to Milana Lashinsky, went to my first coaching conference, and met some people there. And Linda's on the call. Linda and I, I was sitting in the back, one of the back rows, and one morning none of my, my people that I knew were in the conference room yet. So I thought, well, I can just sit here in this back row all by myself and look like the dork with no friends, or I could just take a deep breath and start walking toward the front of the room and introduce myself to people and make good use of my time. So I saw Linda sitting there, and I just took a deep breath and held out my hand and introduced myself. And we've been mastermind partners ever since. And it's been fun watching each other's businesses grow and to kick each other's tail on doing things, not doing things in the business. But when I walked away from that conference, everything was focused on, I even got on MySpace. I have a MySpace account. I looked at my Twitter, and I have been on Twitter since November 2008. I couldn't rattle off how many followers I have right now without it being in front of me. But Twitter has really proven for me, and we're going to get more into developing our strategies in a little bit, but for me, Twitter has been the one that drives traffic to my online store and people buy my eBooks, Or people go from LinkedIn and send me a direct message on Twitter saying, call me right now, i I got to talk to you, I want to talk to you about something, I want to meet you. So Twitter has been always one of my babies, it's been very powerful for my business. So I want to say maybe six months ago, everybody kept saying Twitter's dead, Twitter's dead, nobody uses Twitter, I don't understand what it's all about, it's so tiny and this and that. And so that's what I'm going to tell you about. We're going to be talking about Twitter, why I love Twitter, why you're going to love Twitter, and how to use it to really drive traffic to your website, your storefront, wherever you want to drive the traffic. Twitter is here to stay. In 2014, there was some research done. You know how they look. People, people love to do research and then be able to say, well, this and that. Uh, Twitter dethroned LinkedIn as the number one social selling channel for business-to-business -business for sales professionals. That's pretty powerful. Dethroned LinkedIn. And LinkedIn had been on there for quite some time. It even trumped Facebook. And as we go through here, I will be telling you why certain ones are better than others for certain businesses. It's really knowing your audience. You need to think of who your audience is, who your ideal customer client is. We're going to be going over the next six weeks, six different platforms. I don't expect you to become experts on any of them. What I want you to do is be open-minded to have a presence on them 
And then together, we will sit down and figure what your top three should be. And I'm not even getting into YouTube, Instagram, and all the other ones that are out there. And we may want to do a few on those, but I'm going to be teaching you how they work together for you to accomplish your mission. So stay open-minded. Stay open-minded. I cannot stress that enough. Um, trying to think if I have anything else to say on that one. You know, again, I just, Twitter's been great for me. Real quick, I see more people jumping on. I am going to go ahead and mute the line so we don't get the background noise because I do realize a lot of you are at work. So I'm going to hit mute real quick. But if you're on a computer, if you're on your computer, you can type in the chat window. And if you have questions, I'll mute it in a little bit or periodically so you can ask questions. And if you have to drop off or you think of something later, then that's what the secret Facebook group is for. Um, kind of a, um, I like to say groups are powerful. Hold on, let me ch click mute. Okay, you're all muted right now. One thing I want to say, um, I don't consider myself a so social media expert because social media changes so quickly. I could be telling you something right now, and by tonight, there's a new change out there. It requires you to, you know, if you want to really be the guru, you focus on one thing and that one thing 24-7. I know what I know. It, it has become one of the things that I am well known for teaching, but I don't claim to be an expert. I just know what I know, and I do my best to stay on top of things. This course came about when a couple of my clients had gone to different free classes and came back and in their monthly mastermind calls with me were telling me how so-and-so told them not to be on LinkedIn or not to use this and not to use that. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's not what it's about. And it was like, okay, it's time for me to dust off my social media presentations and open up or a jump start, whatever you want to call it. It's time to Look at what you're doing and get back up to speed on the latest and greatest. So again, 2014, Twitter dethroned LinkedIn as the number one social selling channel for business to business for sales professionals. As small business owners, we are all sales professionals. And I know on the call we have some social media managers, we have some salespeople. So on whatever term I'm using. I found this statistic really interesting. It was in a document report published by Kite Desk. 74% of the sales professionals who beat their quota by 10% or more described them as highly effective or better than most social media users. In contrast, almost half of sales reps who reported low social media use missed their 2004 sales quota. 
So again, as small business owners, sales professionals, social media managers, our job is sales. We've got to crush it. Social media, and the reason I, I jumped on board, I wanted to keep my business as debt-free as possible. Social media is a great resource when you don't have a big marketing budget to market. It's a great way. I'm here in eastern North Carolina at Camp Lejeune. I have the ability with social media, and I have used it throughout, to take my business international. This platform we're on TalkShoe, I started early on doing a radio show and immediately started connecting with um, the UK, Russia. I'll never forget, I was on a call, and in the chat window, the person, the listener says, could you please slow down? You're talking too fast, and I'm in China trying to take notes. And it was like, okay. So social media takes us global. I've worked with Kevin the Jeep Guy, if you're on my website, and you look at the testimonials for this course, I worked with Kevin. He's up here in Moorhead City, north of me. He wanted to attract the military population. Well, they're over in Afghanistan. They're over in Europe, Okinawa. They are coming back here to Camp Lejeune to be the one that they work with. Our strategy was just one strategy he, he implemented, and I'll email you the results. It was phenomenal. I think it was like 400,000, 40,000 increase in one week. It was just over the top. Came out with a strategy. He was going to be, well, he's, he's Kevin the Jeep guy, and he was going to host a daily topless weather report. That means should you have your top up or down on your Jeep that day? It went crazy in one week, and he tries to do it almost daily. At the same time, people log on to Facebook and Twitter just to see the topless weather report. I want to do social media, but she has given testimonials. It is what really has launched her business during the recession. That's how long she's been with me. And every day at the same time, she posts a gourmet cupcake. And people will log in just to see what the gourmet cupcake of the day is. Because she will, you could call the bakery and they're not going to tell you the night before. You've got to wait until they post it on social media. So creating that buzz will really attract the traffic you want. And that's going to be one of the things. So let's jump in here. Why do you want to use Twitter? To build your visibility. You want to be seen online. You want to be seen in the search results. You want to be noticed, right? We, we can't have customers if people don't know about us. We need to let people know we're still in business. It's to increase your credibility. You get known in your area as the expert, and two and three on your handout kind of go hand in hand. And one of the ways to do this is by content marketing, article writing. That was one of the that was the first specific coach I hired was to work on content marketing, article writing. So if you go over to my easing articles, I've got over a hundred. 
and I are great. Write a tip article. Maybe you got five tips, nine tips, seven tips. Each tweet, now remember a tweet is only 140 characters. Doesn't give you a lot of room. Tip one, and just a few words, and then the URL directing it to your blog or to e-zine articles or wherever you have that article posted. Tip two, tip three, again, all with that URL. Keep keep that excitement going. And it's driving the traffic to where you want it so they can read more information. And that's how you start to get known as the expert because you're sharing great stuff. Maybe you're going to do the podcast. I remember the one I used to talk to the radio was popular when I first started, but you do a podcast and you share the link to that. Again, building your credibility. And of course, one of the reasons you want to use Twitter is you want to make money. You want to make money. And you're going to make money by driving traffic to your online store. Or by selling. The companies can use a buy now button. But you want to make money. Drive them to the website. Drive them to wherever it is you're, you've got something for sale. Drive the traffic. Another reason to use Twitter, it really lets you keep an eye on what the competition is going is doing. You want to see what, what's going on. And I'll more later on how to do that, but you definitely want to set up some of these alerts and you want to follow them. You've got to. I had somebody say, oh, I don't have competition. You know what? Everybody's got competition. In this day and age, everybody's got competition. Number six, you want to see what your customers and clients are saying about your business. This is a great social media tool for customer service. Again, you're going to track your username and when someone you just get right on there and reply, thank them, whatever it is. And if there's a problem, it's a great resource to show that you are helping. I hope that makes sense. An example, several years ago, and it was probably right when I started, my son had bought a laptop from Overstock.com. And he did something, and it wasn't working right. By the time I went to the website to see if there was any warranty or anything, I had saw where, you know, like at 20 days you get this amount back, 25 days you get this back, at 30 you get, you know, just about nothing, and after 30 you are done. You, there's no options on what to get back. All I did, I you never want to be ugly on social media, but I just went on and said, oh, my son's laptop died and we're over the 30 days and I think I put like a overstock was sending me a direct message well it was actually they were replying please contact us at this email give us the customer number blah 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 I did that then they sent a message back 
so-and-so will be calling you within like five minutes or something. That happened, of course, by then I'm playing nice lady service. I'm really, you know, long story short, I'm not one who would have called them or even emailed. It was just a little frustration. I didn't expect anything. That night, because my son was at work, that night they had a technician call him and troubleshoot, and they fixed his laptop for him over the phone. They were able to do something remotely. You know, I'm not that techie. Laptop got fixed. I then got a check for, I think it was like $50 for kind of a collector inconvenience or something. Some of the others I see when I check into the local food line, Lowe's Foods, a couple others, they're quick to reply. They have got somebody monitoring their, their social media who is right on the ball. Thank you for shopping with us. Hope you had a great experience. Michael's store, I checked in on Foursquare to Michael's, and it feeds into my Twitter immediately. And I'll be emailing that one for you to see. It was a cute exchange. They were like, well, what did you buy today? Or, and I said, oh, I bought stuff from my daughter's wedding. And then they replied, well, have a great wedding. And I said, oh, you know, again, I'm playing along trying to promote them, saying, oh, well, you're coming to the wedding because we bought two bridesmaid or flower girl baskets and the ring bearer pillow, being very with your uh, you consider a big wow who acknowledges you or you know engages in the conversation. It's really exciting. Now another thing you want to do is watch what your employees are saying and doing about you online, about the company. There are some legalities, but it's not illegal to watch. And you'll definitely want a social media policy for your business. So those are the reasons we're going to use Twitter. We want to build visibility, increase our credibility, get known as the expert, increase revenue, keep an eye on the competition, Employees or watch your employees because it is a great job search resource also. So if you don't have a username, you need to have a username. And you want it to be something that's going to kind of match all your other profiles. I have two. You can have one. I'm Coach Janine for business coaching. And also on the other spectrum for the career side of coaching, I have you need a resume for job hunting. There are, one of my clients has several, and one of hers is Jacksonville, NC. I have a friend who has Atlantic Beach, NC, and her reasoning is anybody wanting to come to the beach, because we're a coastal destination vacation area, that's where, with the Atlantic Beach NC, she shares tips about the community to try to build her network. 
So that's what my other client was trying to model with the Jacksonville entity. People will follow it because it's specific to Jacksonville here. So kind of be creative. Keep your photo the same on all your channels, all your platforms. You don't want to mix them up. Okay, I got a message that I am breaking up. So, lovely area that I am in. Hopefully, I am just in a lovely area that does not even have a 4G. So, hopefully, it gets better. So, again, choose your username so that it kind of attracts the right audience. Now you're going to set up your profile. If you don't have one, go to twitter.com to register. They've changed it over the years, so if you haven't looked at your Twitter in a while, you want to Facebook. They've all kind of adopted, LinkedIn even adopted somewhat of the Facebook platform with the photo, kind of the cover photo. Again, keep it professional. You don't want to lose the professional look. But set up your profile to make people who are going to do business with you. You don't necessarily want to, maybe, maybe you do, attract the pole dancers and the, you know, all the, all the stuff like that. Be selective. Don't put post pictures or, com, you know, comments that are unprofessional. If you'd be embarrassed for your mom or grandma to see it, don't post it. Write your profile first person. You don't get a great Twitter, but if you use social buff or another one of those, you will be able to have more of a profile. You want to include hobbies, outside business interests, again, so you can establish rapport with the people that are engaging with you, the followers. On Twitter, one time I had posted asking if anybody had a, had an old doghouse. We had hurricane coming, and I wanted to put it in the woods for the feral cats. People started following me. And those cat rescue people, they Twitter, it's the cat rescues. Like somehow they're separate. I'm good with it. It works. So you do want to have a little bit of personality. What do you want to connect with? What type of influencers? 
Because again, remember your goals drive the traffic into your store, to the website, wherever. And you also want to grow your network, but don't focus on numbers. Focus on the quality of followers. I see too many people focusing on numbers, and they Numbers focus on quality. You can ask questions. That's a great way to begin a rapport and to get people to follow. Friend the people you meet in networking groups, people you're going to be meeting and working with here the next six weeks. You can use the search feature. Put in whatever industry you're in or... Do not spam. Do not heavily promote your business. We'll get into more how not to spam and what is spam in a little bit. Anybody that's worked with me knows I'm very anti-spam on social media, and when people are spamming, I get annoyed. It's about the relationship, not about spamming. Don't try to make it personal. Your life of a tweet is only about seven seconds. That's not very much. Another reason you're going to set up your profile again is make you know establish the credibility, be the expert. That's again the article writing, sharing information. It doesn't have to always be your information. It could be from your industry journals, um, quotes. Just make sure it's original, authentic. One way that I find the information that I'm going to share is I set up Google Alerts based on keywords. Today at a certain time, I get an email from Google with all these trending articles based on that keyword. I quickly scan it, grab the URL, or sometimes you know it'll have where you can retweet it and just retweet out that piece of content, that information. Ninety percent of people are going to share information. You want to also be sharing. Social media is that whole being social, being nice, it's giving. You want to increase your visibility? Again, this is where you're sharing information. Don't be like so secretive that you don't want to share. If you've got a great resource, share it. Keep, you know, a list of your favorites. You can use it to invite people to events. The rule three to one. This is a rule that was taught to me. Share three personal or knowledge-based posts, then one that's going to promote your business or event. So three, I call them nice, non-businessy, non-spammy, and then one spam. Now again, because the life of a tweet is only seven seconds, I do recommend sharing a, that series 
piece apart. One, two, three, go. You know, one, two, three, the next one's out. Next one's out, next one's out. And I'll be teaching you how to do that. And the other, you could become an affiliate for various things, whether it's GoDaddy or um, Amazon used to be really big on affiliate commissions. And then I could never do it here in North Carolina because they immediately, when I was learning how to do it, had something that you couldn't do it in North Carolina. So become an affiliate. Twitter etiquette. Use your manners. Be nice. Don't fight. Don't talk bad about other business owners. Don't curse. Don't post bad pictures. Keep it clean. Keep it very impeccable. And I'll have people say, but I want it to be my personal this and this and this and that. Well, if you're a business owner, if you're into sales, anything that has you out with the public, guess what? You don't have a personal side to social media. It's all public. Keep it nice. Keep it clean. Keep it polite. <coughs> so those are pretty much the basics of using Twitter. And if there's something I haven't covered that you think of, just, again, type it in the chat window or post it over in the secret group. I want to move on to some advanced strategies. I think this is what you're all here for anyway. Hashtags. I always hear people ask, what's a hashtag? Why should I use a hashtag? How many hashtags? Where do I, you know, hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. A hashtag is a keyword. A hashtag is a keyword. You put the little pound sign in front of the word. That makes it a hashtag. You can create your own hashtags. I could hashtag Coach Janine, hashtag social media in 2015. Now, if you're using TweetDeck, Hootsuite, some of the other programs for tw to manage Twitter easily, and don't worry, I'll get into TweetDeck in a little bit. When you start to type a hashtag, it'll pull up suggestions. Google Plus does it also. So you can see if a hashtag is already in use. Success, job hunting, veteran business owner, ENC. I mean, there's, there's just some you will become automatic. Hashtag RDU is for Raleigh area. Hashtag IML. Wilmington, North Carolina. Know your, your locale. Hashtag Onslow is our county. Know your local ones because you'll want to include them to, to attract that local traffic. And for a lot of the cities, it's the airport code. But you can just do a search online for hashtag directories and a lot of, of, you know, good, half a dozen or more will pop up, and you can search in there. You can even register your own hashtag if you have an event coming up or for the business. And I think of my bakery client, hashtag cupcakes, or recipes for certain ones that are sharing recipes. That's going to attract the people who are looking for recipes or cupcakes. Or like for Kevin the Jeep guy, hashtag Jeep, hashtag Wrangler, those specific vehicles. For my clients that are in the medical profession, chiropractor, cancer doctor, things like that, 
of course, it would be hashtag cancer, cancer research. Know, that's really knowing your industry. So spend some time looking at what hashtags are being used by your competition. And I hope you're all hearing me so I don't have to repeat some of this because it's not in the handout. I don't want to have to go back and try to miss any really good stuff. So again, research your competition to see if what they're using. That's what's kind of keeping an eye on them. Now, how many to use? I read somewhere don't use more than three. I don't remember why, other than it gets very annoying and it takes, you don't have much room on Twitter, so don't take up a lot of room. So keep them to a minimum. They get clouded in your little feed. And again, Twitter, you don't have a lot. Hashtags. Use them to your advantage because people are following them. Sharing images. This was a big change, I don't remember how many years ago, to Twitter. You could now, again, jumping on that were very visual, people aren't reading, share images. One of the statistics was um, if you're using an image, 30% increase in clicks, 31% increase in visits to the website, 43% increase in the retweet. And again, a retweet is when somebody's sharing what you tweeted. That's retweeting. So if I post about a job opening or I post a quote and somebody likes it and they retweet it, it's going out to all their people. So you see how many followers I have. I think I'm at six or seven thousand. So if one of them, if I retweet something Linda's got going on or something Brad's got going on, a, a link to their website, and I send it out to my people, that just compound. I call it branding. An image increases the favorites by 48%. Favorites is the new thing where you can click on the star to favorite a tweet. It means you like it, and it turns it into gold. 33% visitor to lead conversion, and 55% increase in leads. So images are a lead attraction strategy. Twitter is a lead attraction strategy. So you've got... you know, attracting people to you. So use them. Don't just, you know, tweet you've got a sale, make a pre-infograph about it or a photo. Now, if you're on the main Twitter, twitter.com, you can add up to four images at once to tweet out. If you're using social own tweet deck, you can only usually do one. Use your phone the images. You can tag people in a photo. Now, I honestly have not tried this, so I'm going to have to try it. So you tap on who's in this photo to tag people, and then you type in the full name or the at symbol in the username, then tap done. 
Your photos have to be the GIF, JPEG, or the PNG, PNG files. You can also upload videos. Now, if you're going to upload a video, you can only do one at a time. So anything you've done over on YouTube, make sure you're posting that on all the other platforms, Pinterest, Twitter. Get it out there. Recycle. You're not inventing new content for every platform. You're recycling it on all your platforms. Now, you can untag yourself if you get tagged in a photo and you don't want to be. You just tap into the detail and then tap on the little dot, dot, dot and select remove tag from photo. Again, I haven't tried this, but it's always fun to try new stuff. If you're in a photo, tagged in a photo, and you don't want to be, you can either, again, remove the tag, or you can block the user, which is going to remove the tag. But if you block the user, then you just, you know, they're gone. And I have in here on page five of the handout, if you're using the iPhone, it's got how you can change your privacy settings. And if you're using Android, you can change your privacy settings. So you want to take a look at that. Now, when do you want to tweet latest research reports the following? The best time to tweet is Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m. Peak time is Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the worst time to tweet is every day after 8 p.m. and Friday after 3 p.m. That's what research shows. I'm going to tell you, know your audience. If you've got an international audience, what is their time zone? If you're trying to, you know, we're on the East Coast. If you're trying to get people's attention on the West Coast, which I don't know why you would not want to take your business international if you can. So do I pay attention to these times? No, not really. I pay attention to when the people I want to see them will be online. For me... Most of my followers are on super early in the morning, well before 9 a.m., and they're on again late at night. And because I'm trying to hit various time zones, I'm cognizant of that. So use your discretion, but watch, watch what's going on. Watch the engagement. I know from my online store, it's late at night, and it's not just from this area. It's from all over. So I post whenever. Know your audience. Know their buying habits, their shopping habits. Twitter alerts. Now, Twitter alerts, by definition, are published tweets by select public agencies and emergency organizations during a crisis. They appear highlighted on your timeline and instantly will send a message to your cell phone via text message. Now, to enable them, you need to just look for the participate, you know, like American Red Cross, emergency shelter type. Look for an alert setup page on there, on their website. 
Now, another what I consider a Twitter alert is following your favorite people. You may want to receive my tweets on your phone or whoever, you know, maybe your children are on Twitter and you want to see what they're doing. You want their tweets. You go to the main Twitter page on that little um that little gear looking icon and you know you click on that and then turn on the look for mobile mobile notifications click on that and then it'll go take you to the mobile settings and you can and you can click to receive those then go to your mobile settings and that's when you set up how early in the day you want to start receiving tweets and when you want them to stop at night on your phone. Like I don't get anything after 9 p.m., no tweets, and I don't get anything, I believe, until 7 a.m., 6 or 7 a.m. I have them turned off. I think it's 6 a.m. So this allows you to sleep and not hear the ping, 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 chirp, 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 all of those things. Email notifications. Again, it's up to you if you want to know who's following you or who's direct messaging you. I look at the mobile notifications and the email notifications as another way to manage customer service. Just another way to stay on top of and reply to who is connecting with you. I'm going to unmute and see if you all have any questions. Okay, you're all unmuted. Are you still able to hear me okay or is it bad? And do you have any questions? It's not that bad. It's just periodic. Is it? Okay. Yeah, but it's not I'll listen bad. to the record and see if I need to redo it. I just... I know the first time I do stuff, if I have to go back and record it, then it's like I know I'm going to miss some of the stuff that's not on this to add. And it's just the, the unpleasantness of living in eastern North Carolina where I don't even get a – I don't even register as a G. I'm connected to my Wi-Fi, and I still have problems at times, and it just really stinks. Any questions about anything we've gone over so far? If not, we'll just keep, we'll go into lists. And as long as it stays a little bit quiet, I'll just um, keep you all unmuted. Twitter lists. I absolutely love Twitter lists. I am one of those people who has reached a peak number of followers and who I'm following that until I get more followers or delete people, I can't add people. I can't add more people. Some days, like right now, I've tried to follow some of you who've started following me. Twitter won't let me. There's no rhyme or reason. It's some something with their algorithms. And I've been at that number for a while. So what I do is I use Twitter lists. When they came out with lists, I was absolutely thrilled. 
you can create, and this is one of the updates. It used to be 500 followers per list. Now it's 5,000 followers per list. And you used to have 20 lists. Now you can have 1,000 lists. I have lists based on military peeps, North Carolina peeps, Redskins fans. I, I've got them broke. I think I have 21 lists. Veteran business owners. What this allows me to do is when somebody follows me and I can look, I can click on them. You click it on that little gear looking icon and it'll say follow, add to a list, and I can click add to a list and pick the list. And you can add people to multiple lists. And your list can be private or public. Most of mine are public except one that I private just when I was testing it way, way, way back when they came out with this. So you can have fun with it. Now, you can't, the only drawback, you can't tweet to a list, but it helps you read what is going on that everybody in that list is doing. So if I want to know I'm not watching the Redskins game, but I want to see what everybody's yapping about. I can go to my Redskins fan Twitter list and see the latest of chitter chatter online. If I want to just, you know, kind of remember to connect, because by the time you have six, seven, eight, ten thousand people following, it's hard to remember who all of them are unless you have a cheat sheet. I've got a cheat sheet with all my mastermind members so I can look and follow them, and some others. The list allow you to go look very specifically and like, okay, who are all these veteran business owners? I've got something coming up and I need to get back connecting with them, or I've got something I want to share and I need to play nice. Lists allow you to do that. You could even have a list for competition. I would make it a private list so they don't know you're you're really stalking them online, but make a private list with all your competitors and watch what they're doing privately. You could, I mean, it's really, you could have just your peers, your colleagues, your alumni associations. I mean, it's really wide open on how to use that list or who you would add to a list. Now, you can follow a list, or I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, follow a list without following the people on the list individually. So say Linda, because she lives up in D.C. area, she wanted to follow my Redskins fan list because she's not a Redskins fan or she really doesn't want to follow all those people. She could just follow my list. Or, Brad, you want to follow just my military people for whatever reason, you could follow them and see what's going on, what they're talking about, what they're doing. And, again, for me, I can't add a lot of people, but I can add them to a list and still engage with them. And this becomes important when I'm talking about TweetDeck because I have one list is new new friends, and I started putting people there. And when I'm on my tweet deck, I have one column, nothing but new friends, so I can watch what they're doing because I can't 
Alex. If you get on a list and you don't want to be on a list, just kindly, politely ask the person to remove you from a list. It's exciting when you see that you've been on a, added to a list. I have one list, um, I think it's called Great Minds, and it's just people that I just think are really wow, and their information they tweet is very inspiring. And then I had somebody one day say, oh, my God, I made one of your lists. It was so exciting. And I was like, cool, okay. So, you know, it. It's fun to have the list. It's a great way to manage. Maybe you have favorite customers who are very active on Twitter, so you want to follow them in a list. Because there might be somebody that you haven't seen in a while and you want to see what they're doing. Are they favoriting another bakery or another whatever? Tweet chat. On your handout, it's blank. I haven't put anything in there. Tweet chat is when it's kind of like having an online conversation and you're using the hashtag. I don't like them. I, I've tried to participate, and I don't know. It's just, you know, again, the life of a tweet is about seven seconds, so you've got all these people chatting with that hashtag, and I just find it noisy. But, hey, you might want to try it. It might be. I remember the first one I went to was it was a cat rescue organization, and they always did pet chat on Tuesday night. And it was just people on there chatting about animal stuff. So maybe there's something or, you know, I wouldn't say don't do it just because I say I think I don't like it. Open-minded, maybe in the Facebook we can kind of brainstorm why you would use it or who would use it and we can try it and see if you like it. Because I'm sure it's valuable to some of I much prefer these these recordings where we can have them to play later. Uh, live tweet an event. I've always tried to do this, and it never totally works out just because I get so carried away and busy. Here are some ways to really use Twitter to promote that event. You want to kind of rewrite your bio on Twitter to align with the event. You want to put the URL instead of maybe your website to the squeeze page, the landing page for that event. And you always have, you know, everyone have a free download. And then you can pin now with Twitter on your main Twitter page. You can pin a pin a pin to the top, pin a tweet to the top of that page. So maybe it's a big welcome, something inspirational, a video, a welcome video. Pin that tweet to the top of your main Twitter page to welcome people. Now, honestly, I don't know. I don't think people go to the main Twitter page that often, but it would be nice to have there. So make it something that you don't have to remember to change every week or every day. Kind of keep it something that could be lifelong. And then you could, um, on your website, create, you know, you can add that little 
the Twitter feed so people can see your, your tweets. Add that there. And then during the live event, keep the tweets concise. Remember to use the, you know, the at the username when starting a tweet with a name. Tweet your own content, photos, quotes, commentary, link to books, monitor what others are tweeting for the event. I've been to several events where they will tell you this is the hashtag for the, you know, that event, that conference, and then they'll post questions throughout up on the big screen and they want you to either, you know, go to your laptop or your phone and, and tweet something about what do you have what do you learn just scrolling through, but it's kind of showing people what they're missing and why they want to sign up for the next one. It's fun. So think about that, using that for one of your next events. could be an open house, a ribbon cutting. I mean, it doesn't have to be a big conference, but it's another way to engage and to use the, the main Twitter page when you're pinning as a marketing tool. Again, you're driving the traffic wherever you want it to go. Paid campaigns. Very similar to LinkedIn and Facebook. you got to play to pay to have everything pushed out there. I have not done it. Um, I remember checking in one time, and it was, you know, it's for the big, 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 big. The big companies. Got to know your marketing budget. Favoriting a tweet. Again, this is something new. It's the little star. You got to kind of hover your mouse over the top of your the little box where the tweet is. You'll see a, a star, the outline of a star. Click on it. It turns gold. What this does for you is it helps you start to see who's really paying attention to your tweets and why or what do they like. I have a couple job type accounts that always retweet and favorite a lot of my stuff. But when I go click on their profile, actually the profile really doesn't match But they like my stuff and they're sharing and getting it out there. So, yay. When you see the people favoriting, that's an avenue to start developing rapport. Maybe they're just kind of hovering, waiting to hire you or to buy what you have. They have more questions. Just kind of keep watching them. Use that favorite as a kind of an indicator. It's time to watch. And then you can play nice too. If you have some, but something you see out there, favorite it. Because remember, social media is about being social. It's about being friendly. It's compound friending. It's not just what can everybody do to promote me. What can you do to help promote others also? So take time to favorite some of your favorites and share the love. Retweeting with comments. This is new. I mean, before we could retweet with comments, but it was all 
googly got together and it it really counted in that word count. Now the when you're retweeting with comments, your comment appears of the original tweet. It just looks easier to read. Another update is direct message without following. You can now, if I can't follow you, because I can't, they won't let me, you can still send me a direct message and I can send you a direct message. Before this, uh-uh. If I wasn't following, you couldn't direct message me and I couldn't direct message you. Two schools of thought. One, it opens it up to be spammed. It's Twitter. If you don't like it, delete it. <laughs> and we're not allowed to keep adding right now. It allows us to still have a dialogue. And sometimes you don't want everything to be out public. You want it to be a private message. If I'm trying to get a company's attention and let them know I've got something negative to say, something negative happened, like I went to food line yesterday, and the girl just kind of, you know, she told me what my total was, and she just handed me in my hand the change, the money, no counting it back, no, she didn't even tell me what my change was. You know, usually they'll say at least $10 and X amount of cents. No, it was just, here you go, boom, and she was off back talking with customer service. That would have been a comment. I would have found the main food line for that store and sent a private direct message. I wouldn't have publicly shamed them on her. I would have kept it private. And that's where I think you have the distinction. If you're going to complain, which you have every right to on certain things, I think those belong in direct private messages. But if you're going to brag and tell how wonderful somebody is, do that publicly. Help them get the exposure. Use that good customer service back. I love following, oh gosh, what's his name? George Jorgensen, I believe. And if you're on my Facebook, you see me post his stuff. It's really inspirational videos. And when I retweet and post them, he is very quick, or who's ever managing his accounts is very quick to say thank you. It's those little pleasantries that make a big difference. So that's kind of covering the retweeting, messaging, the abuse policy. Let's see. Got that in front of me. It's one I actually don't have memorized. It's kind of sad when you got to worry about an abuse policy. The abuse policy has been updated. And they've tried to, they were saying that people were getting, you know, the trolls were really being abusive to women. So this new policy updates the previous to include not only direct and specific threats, but also threats of violence against others or promoting violence against others. I'm sure we can all think of things in the news that have gone on where this is why now they have this. They don't want to be liable for instigating or condoning violence of any nature. But now it's a step in the in the right direction for everybody and for the brand. 
that benefit from people feeling safe to join and interact on Twitter? So it's a, brand, a way to protect your brand. They can, you know, an easier way to shut down the, the negative Nellies. And I've seen, unfortunately, some people being really ugly on Facebook in the last couple of, um, I guess, basically the last month or so. And it really got out of hand. And it was like, ugh, time to distance myself from those that don't play nice. And it actually caused quite several people in my mastermind group to feel very similar. So, abuse policy has been updated. Periscope. Brad, I think you have used Periscope. I have not used it yet. It is basically a testing tool. You it's just, um, they Twitter just with live. Came out with Can you repeat that? Break up a lot, but it would, um, it it essentially works with Twitter with live video. Like you have video, but your video life is about seven seconds, kind of like a tweet. Um, oh, okay. And it shoots to everybody that follows you. It gives them a little thing, just like they got a text message. It goes boop, and then your video is there live of what you're doing. Hmm. So how's that? Oh, so it's a it's more live than if you just posted a video, right? Um. It, it goes live, and then you can go back and watch it later. But the thing is, like, when you're live, it's kind of like a chat room. So you're watching a live video, and everybody that's watching live with you can chat in on it, say whatever they want. Um, so mm. if, if, for example, if you want to have an information session, like a Q&A session um, on, in your industry, basically, or, you know, on your product or service or anything about that, um, you can schedule a Q&A session. Um, you can say basically, like for example, um, Bradley B. Watkins answering, you know, an- answering lead development questions right now. Ask anything you want, and it'll have people that come up there and they can ask questions, and you can just answer it via video live right then and there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a neat tool. Um, a lot of sales coaches are already using it pretty pretty well. There's not a whole lot of people on it, it seems. Like it's, it doesn't seem to really been inundated or heavily used yet. Well, I think they just came out with it for Android, like May 25th. Mm-hmm. The yeah, Android it was just a version. few months ago. It was just a few months ago that I saw the very, like one of the very first ones I'd ever seen that I even knew it existed. I didn't even know it existed over, over three months ago. I don't think it has. I, the, most, well, you told me about it, and then I started looking, and I think I saw it first mention was back in March. So it is something new. You know, there's been some fun Twitter things over the years that, oh my gosh, there was one, what was it called? Tweet bubble or something where you would go on and you could take a picture and do a recording. Bubble tweets. I don't even know if it's still around. And it was fun. It was just comical you would click on it and this bubble would come up and do your video and your message and then it would pop and go away and i had a you know when my one bakery client was like well just take a picture she didn't want to be on camera i said well just take a picture then of the cupcake of the day and say this is the cupcake of the day or fresh out of the oven use it to show off a product so there's always you know these things come and go and they're fun to explore and then Something new comes. So 
You know, we may want to play with it just to to try it out. Half the time, some of this I don't do because I don't have anybody to test it with me. The quote tweet. Let me find my notes because I haven't used that one either. And sometimes I think they just come up with stuff and it's like, why are you coming out with this? It just doesn't really... People have been doing it, but it didn't have a name associated with it. Hold on. I'm finding my notes. Flipping paper. Okay, maybe I won't find where I put it. Okay, the quotes. The advantage of using the quote tweet feature, it'll show the person's tweet and give you the ability to add 116 characters of your own text to go along with it. So it's really a tweet inside a tweet. So it's allowing you extra characters. So again, quotes are good, or maybe you want to share somebody else's quote, make it a quote. The quote feature allows you then to add 116 more characters on, where before, if you were sharing some retweeting, you had to kind of figure out sometimes what to delete so that you could just make room for your username in there. So that is the quote feature. And then they've got a new one, highlights. And let me find that one. Twitter highlights. It's a new app called highlights. And it allows you to look at your accounts and conversions. I'm sorry, accounts and conversations that are popular among people you follow, tweets from people you're and events that are trending in your area or within your network, and people that are popular or trending. So it's basically an analytic feature. And if I'm reading this correctly, it's only for Android users right now, not for iPhone people. So sometimes you've got to figure out with some of these programs, platforms, how many of these extra little things you're willing to put on your phone to make them work. Now, on here, I've got some resources. TweetDeck. I'm a TweetDeck gal. Some people like Hootsuite. 
I've been on here so long when my laptop was Vista way back when. I couldn't get Hootsuite to work, so I've, I've stopped Hootsuite Deck. allows me, what's a big, they call it a cockpit. It is TweetDeck, and I see all the, I can, you can set it up however you want. I have all the accounts I manage in columns. I have direct messages to me as a column. And all I have to do is quickly scroll across to read the latest and greatest in each of those columns to see what's going on. So again, some people use Hootsuite. I use TweetDeck. There's probably others out there. Those are the most popular. They're free. Or I should say TweetDeck is free. I think at one time Hootsuite was going to start charging. TweetDeck is still free. I can send my tweets. I can do everything from TweetDeck. I honestly never log into actual Twitter. I have TweetDeck. Even on my phone, I have TweetDeck. When I'm on TweetDeck, everything's nice and concise. Like I said, I can follow. I have my mastermind group members. I can follow what they're doing. I can tell them when they're doing it wrong. It just lets me see what's going on in one big screen. It lets me favorite, retweet, do all of that from there. Fabulous. It does, does I think it still does, has a tool where you can delay your posts going out, your tweets. I found it to be very unreliable when I first started using it. So I am a social oomph gal. I know Paula loves Buffer. Buffer does more right now. It allows you to add Pinterest. They're starting to do the auto-posting. Buffer, Social Oomph, and there's plenty others out there, are platforms or tools that let you set up your tweets and all your social media posts to go out on cue when you want. It's a time-saving mechanism. I mean, it's it just wonderful. I am not on all of these constantly. I pick usually one hour a week per business that I'm setting up social media for. I go to my social oomph and I plan my tweets. I plan my Facebook posts. My Well, LinkedIn just, again, stopped allowing these third parties to post. So I can't do my LinkedIn anymore. But I can do my Facebook fan page, my Facebook personal page, and I've got multiple Facebook business pages for other clients. I can post all of those from social alt. I do pay for the upgraded version. Both of these have a free version It's nice to be able to, especially with Twitter, because remember, the life of a tweet is only about seven seconds. So you could have a tweet say, um, remember we're to shop with us for Father's Day or something. And then what you can do is you can time that to go out every day at the same time. You can every other day, every 36 hours, 48 hours. You pick how long do you want it to be out there and how often? Some of mine, my quotes never expire. I have them like 
And that's probably one reason I don't want to migrate is because I already have so much. I have since 2009-ish probably, 2010, four or five years if not more of tweets that already programmed to go out. With Social Oomph, you can program things up for a year out. So you're going to go on vacation. You could have things still working while you're on vacation. You still have your online presence. So I hope I'm explaining that, not just garbling it. But it is a great tool to get in there, have quotes, drive traffic to the online store based on, you know, holidays, whatever. Brownie Locks is a good resource to find the silly holidays, brownielocks.com. And if you don't know what to tweet about, what to post, find what holiday. It's And that's where my day planner, if you've got my day planner, you've got a lot of things to tweet. Like today is Leave the Office Early Day, National Cancer Survivors Day. Maybe you want to post something about that. Maybe you have a, a weekly mastermind and you post about that. Gearing up for my weekly mastermind, looking forward to it, or just news relevant. That's where the Google Alerts come in every day. I, I do try to pass some current events. It's not, you know, I am in there looking, but not a slave to it. I've got the alerts. I've got, like I said, things pre-programmed. I can look on my cell phone on who's doing what and see what's going on. So tweet deck, hoot, tweet buffer, social lump, any of those types, they will become your friends and help you manage your social media. So I really encourage you to start exploring them now. Hoot, tweet, and tweet deck let you manage and see the tweets going out. Buffer, social oomph are used to time them to go out. I hope that makes sense. Pictures for the Twitter and all the things going out. So I like it. But find what works for you. Again, know your, you know, it all boils down to knowing the goals of why you're going to use Twitter. Any thoughts, comments, questions? Anything that's blurry I haven't answered well enough? Ask away. Everybody's good, I'm gathering. And like I said, I will go back and listen to this recording to see how that is. If I need to record it, I actually had unplugged my landline just because I had. I was hoping I wouldn't. I was having good luck with my cell phone for a while, but today, of course, Murphy's Law. I want to use it, and it doesn't want to cooperate. My landline wasn't fully charged because. Like everything, we're just always busy, busy, busy. Comments, questions, anything. 
I know that's a lot of information. Don't let it overwhelm you. Just take a little bit of homework. I want you to look at your Twitter account if you have one. If you don't have one, get one. And Twitter is just, even if you don't want to be real active, your Facebook can tweet for you. You can, so much can just auto-feed into Twitter. It's great. With the but for it's a no-brainer, buy it. If you've got a free download, I think you would see a lot of lead attraction, which, of course, the statistics showed you would from Twitter because it's a no-brainer. Let me click, let me get it. But then at least you've captured the email and you start the rapport building with your newsletter, those type of things. So I encourage you again, participate in the Facebook group. I will be updating this handout. Not sure it'll be done today because of what's on my schedule. The recording out. I had it set up for a two-hour call, so it won't be available till after. Back in and just record it again. If you've got questions, post them in the Facebook secret group, and I will be in there. Post your Twitter username so that everybody can follow you, and I can follow you and see what you're doing and offer tips and suggestions because I will be watching to see what you're up to. Last time I did a big training, I think was in maybe 2011. Maybe it was 12 or 13, but I don't think so. It was whenever Pinterest was hot, I did a Pinterest. And what we did is I watched everybody. I taught a class, then watched them for a week, then taught another class. But I didn't want to drag this one out to 12 weeks by doing it that way, so... By meeting on Monday, I'll be watching you this week, and then we'll be back again next Monday for another class, another platform. And then as we keep going through, figure out what ones you really want to use for your business, and I'll help you figure out your strategy. Because there is a strategy. You want to have a plan, a focused plan where you're driving the traffic, how you're going to, the content you're sharing. If you're going to be sharing pictures, I highly recommend that you automatically put your website on them. I use Share as Image. Some people use Canva, PicMonkey. All of those are good. And as I'm saying that, yes, I'll write it down and add it to this list. Uh, PicMonkey, I use the free... Canva, actually, I don't use, but I think one of my assistants does. And share as image, I actually do pay for the month.